Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. You're either clinching or you're clenched right now. Some teams are limping and some teams are dong-bonging it. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by Seat Geek, Jake Storielli, Trevor Plouffe, David Mendelson. That's right. All three names actually right. It's that time of year. It's September 18th. We are two weeks away from playoff baseball, and the really good teams seem to be golf clapping or enjoying a couple adult beverages as they're about to enjoy these last couple weeks, everybody else feels like they're drowning and just trying to survive and hoping that the tiebreaker goes their way on October 1st. Uh, Trev, how are you doing, my man? I know you had a good weekend, but tell me a little more about it. Poppy. Yeah. Beavers, I'm so excited to be talking ball with you guys, with our beautiful community out there on the internet, mm. and maybe in your car, as some people might be listening on the podcast version. Uh, I did have a good weekend. Shout out my guy, Jimmy Clausen, Notre Dame, quarterback, Bears, Panthers, probably another team I for- I'm forgetting right now. Uh, he had a pickleball neon turn. I'm sure you saw it if you follow me on IG. Lots of posts going on. Um, a lot of fun, but I don't care about that anymore because I'm hot right now. Yeah. I got to get this off my chest straight off the rip right now. These tiebreakers that we got in major league baseball. Now I'm going to try to explain them real quick and then I'm going to get on my rant. First one is head to head record. I don't mind that. That's fine. I have some quips with it because you might play one team six times. The other team, you might play them 16 times, so that's just weird. And then it goes to interdivision. You might play in the AL Central, or you might play in the NL West. There's a lot of different things going on here. I don't like them. I don't understand the standings. I think it's ridiculous that MLB has two full pages on their website trying to explain the scenarios instead of just the standings. So I, I was doing research this morning. I wake up at 5 in the morning to prep for this show and I'm going back and forth, back and forth, trying to figure out exactly where everyone stands. And I gave up. I gave up because there's some of these things aren't even set, Jake. Yeah. It's September 18th and there's still tiebreakers to be set. So like maybe you're a freak and you like this. Mm. And if you do, I'm happy for you, but dude, my brain hurts. Because I don't know what's happening during the baseball season on September 18th. I'm trying to figure out who's going to be in the playoffs. Who's going to match up against who? Who needs to do what? And, dude, it's it's like it's like when I took calculus my senior year, AP calculus. Oh, Stanford. But I'd already signed to go to USC. Stanford, man. Stanford wanted me. Right. I walked into my guidance counselor's office after the first day. This is a true story. And I said, I'm not taking calculus. It's it took me a whole page to do one problem. Yeah. I don't want words just the numbers. Dropped it. I'm dropping these freaking tiebreaker rules. 
catch me on the last day of the season, and then we'll be all set. You know, Sneaky, one of our biggest episodes at the end of last year was we dropped our rules committee uh, conversation. And maybe we have to dip our toe back in there, Trev, because something about it doesn't feel right. Like the, the 163 felt kind of sicko mode, but it felt right. Um, yeah. That, yeah. It was I, a good I, sick. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if it's straight up head-to-head and teams play an odd amount of games against each other. I don't know. Um, I don't know perfectly where it lies, but yeah, I mean, I am one of those, you mentioned sickos that like to live that way. There's part of me that does like to live that way. Like I, like, let's just play good ball and see who's there at the end. But yeah, I mean, some of these, it does feel like a team is going to get hurt on an interdivision tiebreaker and we're all going to be sitting there like, that's why they're not in. They have the same exact record. Maybe they even split the head to head and now they're not in the dance. Um, There's a lot of that going on right now, Jake. That's what I'm saying. I uh, feel feels like if we split head to head, bring back 163. It's fun. You can market it, sell ads. I mean, I was I was already looking at the playoff schedule. Like we're going into November this year, so like if we're doing that, fuck it. Let's go up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> like let's just stretch it out. Let's own it. NBA's mid till till Christmas. Let's just dominate. Um, Trev, I'm, I'm glad we both kind of tore it up this weekend. East Coast, West Coast. I had a wedding in Ocean City, Maryland. I think that's a town you'd like. It was okay. bike week. So it was like, you know, choppers galore. Like, you know, real oh, guys, guys not like myself. Not, Excuse me? Like you did not fit in right there. The town has a signature drink, Orange Crush. They squeeze a literal full orange in front of you and just pour it with vodka. Um, I think they mix some bubbles in there too. But it's just a power play. The whole town's a power play. Um, and and I, you do fit in. I did see what you were doing on the West Coast, and God, I, I think we would have enjoyed it. Enjoyed it each way. And some really good baseball. The Diamondbacks. Oh. My Diamondbacks and your Cubs. Um, the Blue Jays finding life after death. A lot of these teams are limping so hard that they might have to go on LinkedIn and find some more help. Uh, you know, the Orioles called up their guy, Kerstad. Uh, he's handsome. Uh, LinkedIn, you're probably on there. I am. I am. I think you probably are. Too. Trev, we'll get you on there. I need a you're, page. If you're in school right now, you're going to have one. And it's the number one place for job candidates so if you're hiring, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for the price of on the house. Free. Uh, list your job there. Uh, simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. We've hired off LinkedIn, and we've had some pretty good run-ins with that, I think Tony, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash talking. That's linkedin.com slash talking to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Royce Lewis, a top 10 player mm. in the AL Central. <laughs> Let's do some American League. Because, Trevor, it was lining up to be the series we were going to talk a lot about. The Tampa Bay Rays 
hunting down the Baltimore Orioles, and they win the first two games. Luke Rayleigh, tie-breaking homer in the seventh inning, has the Rays win game one. They come back the next night. Led Zeflin, one hit through seven innings. Harold Ramirez, Escargo, Manny Margo. Rays win again. They're coming for the AL East crown. But how about the kid? Grayrod drops it on him. Eight inning shut piece. No walks. Seven Ks. Gunnar Henderson. Your guy, Aaron Hicks. Uh, and Baltimore comes and they win the final game, too, to split the four game set. Keep that distance between them and the Rays for now. Because, man, after that second game, kind of scary times. Orioles clinch. We got the dong bong out. GM Mike Elias is on it. One of the better videos on the internet from this weekend. And I look at a lot of internet videos. You know what I'm saying? Twins. (laughs) They take three out of four from the White Sox. Trev, we're putting up big boy runs. A couple 10-2 finals in those first couple games with Kenta Maeda. Ooh, I like when he's pitching. Seven innings, two earned runs. Royce Lewis... Uh, Eddie Julian, all your guys, Trev, Ryan Jeffers, uh, everyone's doing it. White Sox win that third game in a 7-6 tight one, but Sonny Gray, seven-inning shutout. Cy Young votes, Trev? I think big time. I think big time for Sonny. Um, God, we'll talk some twins. eh, Maybe not. Blue Jays. They sweep the Red Sox with some dramatic games. Bayo and Barrios tee it off in that first one. Barrios shuts down the Sox. They shut them out in that game. Then we're playing 13 innings in that second one. Are you killing killing me? Wow. Whit Merrifield with the game-winning RBI single in the 13th. Vladito went dong piece. Speaking of dong piece, how about Matty Chapman with the walk-off in that final game? He hits it off the wall. Oilier Abreu almost gets there. He does not. After Devers opposite field heroics before that. Blue Jays. We were wondering if they hit their rock bottom or if there was more coming. They come back and they sweep the Red Sox. Okay, speaking of the Texas Rangers that just gave the Blue Jays the business and we're like, they're back on track, right? No, they get swept by the guard dogs? Er? Lucas Giolito, seven inning shut piece, adding to that free agency contract. Josh Naylor has a bunch of big games in this series. So does Bo Naylor, they're brothers. The Guardians win that 2-1 middle game, and then we get another Rangers kind of, I don't want to say quick game, but they lose 9-2. Rangers, what is you doing, baby? Speaking of, Trev, the Houston Astros have sneaky, been pissing away some series. They drop two out of three to the Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals. Fortitude in that first game. Zach Granke in the opener role, yelling at the umpire. Bobby Witt Jr., Trey Turner's little bro, he's putting up big games. Luckily, Framber comes out in that final game. Jose Abreu throwing his glove at the ball. That was a fun video. They salvaged the series, I guess, but 
Houston. Come on, man. In your final series, the Tigers sweep the Angels. Otani clears out the locker. My goodness. The Angels ensure another under 500 season. Go Tigers, go. That is what happened in the American League. Poppy, you are just the best. I got the American League standings here, although as you heard from my rant, I don't really know what's going on. But I'll start in the AL East as Baltimore and Tampa Bay both clinched postseason bursts, which is amazing. Baltimore, 93 and 56. They're two games up on Tampa, but have the tiebreakers. They're actually three games up on Tampa. Tampa sits at 92 and 59. Toronto, 83 and 67. Uh, The Yankees, 76 and 74. Jimmy still thinks you guys got a chance. No, it's over now? No, with yesterday's loss, that ended. Yesterday's loss. Now it's over. Okay. The delusion is gone. Okay. It was always I like delusion. That for you guys, you can rest easy now. Boston, 74 and 76. In the Central, the Twins are running away with it, 79 and 71. There's seven games up on Cleveland, who is 72 and 78. Tigers, 70 and 79. Mm. We don't need to read the rest of those standings. White Sox, Royals, yikes. In the West. And this one's going to be a doozy. And I don't know the tiebreakers in this one because I gave up. Yeah. Houston, 84 and 66. They're one and a half games up on Texas, who got swept. They're 82 and 67. Seattle gets swept. They're 81 and 68. Both those teams had chances to make up ground and they didn't do it. Angels, yikes. Oakland, yikes. Now in the wild card, Tampa Bay. They got one of them. They got something. They're nine games up. Toronto holds the second wild card now. They're half a game up on Texas. And Seattle's right there, one game behind for the third wild card spot. It's all coming down to it. All these tiebreaker scenarios are there. I don't know when we can should list these off. Maybe Bieber should just put a picture of that page up on the screen because it's too much to talk about. Trevor standings uh, always... The highlight of the episode. The the Astros, the three teams still competing for the AL West in the wild card, they dropped two out of three to the Royals, one of, of, if not the worst team in baseball this year, and they had the best weekend of those three teams. They gained a game. (laughs) It's a stupid, stupid sport sometimes. It's crazy, man. Um. Trevor, one of the series we do uh, need to discuss, and it's one of the talking points of the American League, and it's Cron Pod, so it's perfect. Rays Orioles. Uh, oh, baby. Rays come in. Uh, they win the first two games. I think they tie it up uh, for the AL East crown, and then Baltimore comes back. They win the next two. They keep their lead at two games, although that's very much... Um, in striking distance, but two games they had to have and they win. And man, uh, you know, it's that time of year we're getting clinched pictures and videos. There's a cool yeah. picture of Clayton Kershaw. Um, the video of Mike Elias doing the dong bong was pretty sick. Trev, this Orioles franchise, I I will say, and I haven't. this is something I have not said a lot this year, I say spoiled Yankee fans a lot because, you know, right. this... This is our this season is one of our worst years in 30 years. 
And I, you know, we're still above 500 right now. Like, I, we don't fully appreciate what that means. The wedding I went to this weekend, father of the bride, big Orioles fan. Uh, okay. Leaned into the, my buddy who uh, got married, Jack, congrats, Jack and Katie, uh, Yankees guy. So the dad's speech, he's like, oh, you know, we love Jack. He's a great guy. We welcome him to the family. His only flaw is a Yankees fan. And, you oh, know, that, that tore the room up. Huh? Oh, yeah. And he's, you know, Just the first place Orioles. And then there was like three more Yankees jabs. I was like, hey, Kai, mm. you know, why don't we tighten mm. it up a little bit? But the reason that happens, the Yankees are more or less good every year. They've been over 500 since 93 or whatever it is. The Orioles have three playoff appearances in the last 25 years. I mean, that's crazy. So the kids who are enjoying it, and good for them, they should be enjoying it. Um, I guess, do you want to go series or do you want to go each of these teams? Let's just talk about the series. I mean, this, okay. was, this was huge. Now, going into it, I'm going to try to explain what was going on. In the head-to-head matchup, the Orioles just needed to win one of these games to have the tiebreaker. So like I said in my standings report, the two-game lead is actually a three-game lead because they have the tiebreaker. Right Now, the Rays, if they swept this series, they would have been two games up with the tiebreaker. So it could have been a completely different scenario. First game goes off. uh, Luke Rayleigh, 3-1 cutter, goes dead central, 19th homer. Uh, it's everything the Rays uh, want to do. Their bullpen is ridiculous. They retired 12 straight. Like, just not not even a chance uh, for the Birds to do anything. Uh, so they take game one. Kerstad pinch hit debut. Mm. Makes, you know, makes his major league debut in that game. Awesome. Uh, that's the young Orioles prospect that got called up. Uh, game two. All Rays. Eflin's nasty. Bullpen finishes it off again. No runs. Five of six outs are Ks. Um, they had a four-run six to put the game away. Rays are feeling just absolutely great. Um, just an incredible first two games for them. Orioles fans have to be feeling a little bit of pressure. And then game three comes around. And our guy, Grayson Rodriguez, mm. Hold on one second. My Siri on my... Oh, no. Our guy, Grayson Rodriguez, comes in. And it's the best start he's had in in a crucial time as a big leaguer. Uh, He's figured some stuff out. He was absolutely nasty, dude. 100 bills. Yeah. At the top of the zone. Then he's got the big curveball that he starts over your head, but you kind of have to respect it. Because it drops down into it. He's got the changeup working. Everything's going. I mean, eight innings pitched, seven Ks, no runs. And the bats come alive too. Um, Gunnar Henderson, I got the stats up. He goes yard, puts about four nothing in the second. Tyler Glass down throws a curveball. It's at 428 feet, 105 miles per hour off the bat. This guy's a nut, dude. Yeah. Like the Orioles, they. They have some really, really special young talent coming up. I don't know if you saw, there's a bunch of memes going on about the Orioles calling up all their prospects and how they look like a bunch of like South Carolina frat boys just walking through the door. That was one of the funnier things I saw because they all kind of have that like long frat boy hair. Like even Jackson Holiday's got it. Yeah. Ooh. Are we going to see him soon? 
Um, That's pretty funny. Okay, hold on. Then game four. Right. Four games set. And that was a back and forth one. I don't. I mean, this one had so much action in it. Um, Tristan, is it Gray or Cray? Gray, right? Gray. Tristan Gray of the Rays hits gets his first hit, then hits a homer. Him and Betancourt uh, make it three one in the eighth, and then Adley Rushman hits the homer, and then there's a call overturned at home plate, and then uh, Adam Frazier, yeah, gets the job done. He's on the Orioles. Just kidding, Adam. We know where you're at. That was an old school talking baseball joke. Mateo scores. Ramirez gets the job done. Rushman comes through in the tenth, and then in the eleventh, after Tampa doesn't score. The Orioles do something that I think every fan base wants their team to do in extras, and they just don't ever do it, really. He punts. Mm. First sack bunt of his career. He gets the job done. Mullen sack fly, game over. Split the series. Like a crazy, crazy game. And I love that it ended on fundamental execution of a sack bunt and a sack mm. fly. Like, how hilarious is that? I want to highlight some dudes quick. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez called up to start the year. We're excited. He gets knocked around a little bit, right? Gets big leagued. Gets sent down. Comes back. 11 starts, a 2.59 ERA. Grayson Rodriguez, for half the year, has been a guy in the rotation. Um, Adam Frazier, like you mentioned, uh, just blocks a ball down the line off of that Rays bullpen, which, man, I, I've i been screaming the past couple episodes about the Rays pen, and I'm like, they're back, they're back. Like, this is part of the reason the Rays have been gaining on the Orioles. Just an example, uh, Sean Armstrong, who's in their pen, mm-hmm. uh, baseball, or Fangraphs lists Sean Armstrong as the sixth man in their bullpen. His stats on the year, 34 games, 47.2 innings. He is a 0.76 ERA. Yum. That's just a, that's just a piece for them. That's, hey, we, we might need some outs in the fifth, kid. Why don't you get in there? Now, that's not exactly true. But, um, and man, my guy Fairbanks is out there. He is a, a, just an absolute menace to deal with on the mound. And all that being said, the Orioles, man, they just believe. Like, I know that sounds corny, but, like, when Hayes gets on and Mateo comes in to run and Adam Frazier's up, the whole building believes. And, like, that matters in sports because right now, if my Yanks are putting together a rally, if the Sox are trying to fight back, then they don't really believe, if we're being honest. The Orioles believe they can do anything, and they can, and they have, and they have. They have. And they're, that's maybe the one most important tiebreaker, and I know the tiebreakers have been daunting to you, um, but the fact that it is a three-game lead, uh, although it looks like a two-game lead as we head into these final two weeks, that's massive. Uh, I mean, we're running out of games, so that's massive. And the Birds, who... Man, I feel like every team at a different point this year has let us down. The Orioles haven't. Ooh, I like that. What? Let me see their record uh, month to month. Are they one of those teams that's been good? 
I mean, I know the Rays had their bad month. I mean, there was a time when the Dodgers let everyone be in first place for a little bit. They had a 13-11 and 11 June, which is, if that's your worst. That's their worst month. Uh, and worst by a lot. 571, 542, 654, 667, 625. That's what you want, people. Gibby's a fucking media icon, you know. Are they going to win 100 games? So how many games left? Okay, wow, 149 so far, so 13 games left. They got to win 7 of 13. They're going to win 100 games. Yeah. Holy shnikes. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it was, you know, the conversation before the season was – you know, they took a leap last year. The pitching's kind of thin. I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to... They made a big old leap. Hand up. I mean, I said all those things. Yeah, same. I think a lot of people did. I don't, I don't know one person out there was like, hey, that, that starting pitching staff's going to go this year. But it's done plenty. Yeah. You know, you add some arms to eat some innings, but then the biggest thing has been Grayson Rodriguez. And, and you know, there's been a couple of guys. I mean, Braddish has been phenomenal and what Tyler Wells did. And they're just getting the job done, man. And it really is funny because it has coincided with Adley Rushman coming to the big leagues. And you and typically you don't you don't give credit to one person for turning things around, but he's it's it's been him. Obviously the emergence of Gunner and um and and Grayson and you know the the bullpen and what they were able to do. Uh but it's been Adley. I mean, he's I don't know if he's captain, but he's he's like a captain. Yeah, there's there's something to have in a face, right? Like it 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 starts with Adley. Whether you're going back to, you know, I think the Cubs with Rizzo, like Rizzo was kind of the face. Um, you know, the the first guy that kind of gets called up, who's like symbolic of that next step of baseball, and it's multiplied by being a catcher. That you know, Ad- Adley's in on everything they do, and you mentioned kind of that Southern frat bro vibe. Like Adley's got that with the professionalism of handling a staff and doing the work day in day out, while also having the hair and not being shy around the dong bong. Like it's the, it's perfect for them. Um, God, Ray's new stadium. Oh yeah, I saw that in St. Pete. They should stay there. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, they probably should. Yeah, I think everyone's saying the opposite. Yeah, they should be in Tampa. Um, It's really hard to get there. I like St. Pete. That's why I said it. It's like a beautiful, kind of like a sleepy town, but that's not exactly what you want when you're building a Major League Baseball stadium. Hard to get there from Tampa. Yeah, there's just one bridge, and that's it gets difficult. Aren't they building another bridge? They, I that'd be great. Cuts down for that. More bridges, and there and that was talking bridges. Oh. I have Dalt prepping that topic because we should have more information for that by the, by the midweek. So no idea how they build bridges over the water. No. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's always one of mine. Tunnels. I learned. Tunnels about, I learned nuts. about it when I took a um, cruise to see the Statue of Liberty. <clears throat> they were talking about the Brooklyn Bridge, right? And they were sending people down to the bottom underwater in these little metal coffins, basically, and yeah. they were getting vertigo or like the, yeah. Like the, it messed people up. So yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of over bridges, although I love them. 
Drove over a couple big bridges this weekend. It's always kind of like, wow, we did this. Um, Crazy they just work, huh? Anything you want to close off? Uh, There's a lot of Orioles there. Do you need anything on the Rays? No, I mean, they both clinch. So now it's just kind of getting ready for what series or if you're going to have, you know, the Rays. Baltimore holds their destiny. You know, they just go win some games. Uh, But... I don't know if I'm ready to call the AL East over yet. I don't know. You can't. It's, it's just, you can't. You can't yet. There's, you there's can't yet. too much logic, and as we're about to get into everything else that's going around the league, we're we're like a bad sneeze away from being like, well, Tampa's, Tampa's got it. Because literally last weekend, we were saying like, Blue Jays, whoa, man. Like, are, is, could this be a final punch? Yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Um. And it's kind yeah, of they were out of the wild card. Now they're in the second wild card. So I think we hit the rest of the series pretty quickly. If you um, want anything on twins, white Sox, I'll be honest. I was not glued to the screen on that one. Uh, like a dominating performance by the twins in their offense. And honestly, dude, I know I'm a twins fan. Uh, twins alum for people that forget about it. Mm. <laughs> This team's got something special, dude. Okay. And we talk about the young guys from all these other teams, and we just like sit here and talk like like they're gonna change the world. The twins have this too, and I don't think anybody really realizes it. It's like it's not a bigger, it's not as big a story as some of these other teams, whether that's because they're in the AL Central or I, I don't know. But like, go look at the numbers, dude. Like Royce Lewis is a freaking star. Like a star amongst stars. Like this guy is going to be someone we're going to be talking about for like years to come. Like the twins are going to lock him up this offseason if he wants. And he's going to be the face of the twins. Even with Carlos Correa there. Even with Byron Buxton there. Like is, is Royce Lewis is like taking over, dude. Yeah, I uh I, I mentioned it briefly. I unfortunately uh am sucked into Parts of Twins Twitter uh, because I'm close friends with a uh, top 10 third baseman for them all time. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of Royce Lewis is the blank listed player in the AL Central. Um, top 10? Top 5? I don't, you know, Royce Lewis is a new name for a lot of baseball fans. Um, but what he's doing. Uh, and there's a little bit of AL Central talk in there, but Royce Lewis has an argument. He's he's one of the best players in that division. He's one of the best players in the game right now, mm. bro. I'm not kidding. First time I've looked at what he's done full season numbers. I mean, that's very real. Yes. And don't forget, this guy's a 1-1 pick. Like, there's a pedigree. He got right. hurt. Like, his development got stalled. COVID, couple ACLs, like... When you got Rod Carew mm. saying you're special, Rod Carew does not say that about ever. He never said I was special. No. Never said you were special. No. He doesn't throw around words like that because he's seen a like lot. He he's one of the best hitters of all time. He looks at this dude and says he's got something special. And if you watch the games at all and see like crunch time, clutch, this guy's got four grand slams this year. Like I know that that's kind of circumstantial and might not mean sure. anything in the long run, but like, some of them have been at huge moments, and he just like he lives for it. Like you know, one of those guys that like you just want up there in the moment. And I know that goes and 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 comes and goes. Right. 
but it sure looks like he wants to be up there, and that counts for something. But 915 OPS on the year, uh, 210 at-bats, 51 RBI. I know that come, that's a lot of those grand slams there, but this guy, is, he's a stud. So um, that's it for the Twins. I mean, they, they are looking good. The pitching staff is going. You mentioned Sonny Gray, uh, some other good starts in this series as well. Like, they're – they're about as ready for the playoffs as you can be as a team. Like they're getting healthy. Like there's talks of Byron coming back. I don't know what his role is going to be when he comes back, which is a crazy thing to say. Trev, um, but I'll, you know, I'll say some nice things. One, uh, you know, Rod Carew may not have called us special, but I think Burt Blylevin did. Um, you know, I'm yeah, not sure how he was talking about it. Um, man. Your twins, second in starting pitching ERA. That can speak. Um, and the other thing, you know, there's a lot of jokes about the twins' recent playoff history. With the way all of these other teams are just limping, like a Texas team that's right now, they would play Texas in Minnesota for three games. I don't know, man. I, I know we take our jabs at Minnesota when whenever we, you know, joshing around a little bit. I would take the Twins over Texas right now. So they might find themselves in a nice little spot this October, which normally uh, the conversation is is pretty different. Um, I I think the only other AL series, and it, it's more so a feeling. Uh, Toronto sweeps the Red Sox. Um, Toronto coming off, getting swept by Texas um, in four games. And how far did that bury them? Are they going to, is this the end of this, you know, <laughs> this Toronto team? Uh, they come back, they sweep the Red Sox. As of today, uh, they're back. They, they are the five seed. Never mind yeah. the six seed. Um, they are the five seed. Um, they handle their business and they have a couple clutch hits and they change the whole energy around their team. Chapman delivers after getting pinch hit for uh, the night before. Obviously, Whit Merrifield has the walk-off as well. Uh, uh, some really good pitching performances there. I think you're probably going to hear about one in the standout mm. performances. Uh, Blue Jays needed this in the worst way, dude. Uh, the problem is, again, like the teams that are around them. So... Uh, Texas and Seattle is who they're fighting uh, for the last two spots. So right now they're in the they're in the second wild card spot. Texas behind them, who's a half game behind them, uh, they don't hold the tiebreaker against. So Texas holds the tiebreaker against the Blue Jays. Seattle, um, they went three and three against. But interdivision record means something. Seattle's running away with that. So Seattle has the tiebreaker there. So this half game that they're up, they're actually not up any games. Mm. They're tied with Seattle or maybe a half. I don't know. It's They're not actually in the playoffs right now. Really, Tie, if you think about tie it. Tiebreaker, Trev, is my favorite, Trev. I don't get it, dude. I yeah, don't I know. understand. It's like maybe it's just me, and I'll shut up about it. No. But I just – my brain – is messed right now because the two teams behind them have the tiebreaker. So if they're tied with them, they're just not in the playoffs. But they took care of business, man. Like getting swept to, to sweeping, that's not an easy thing to do, to just flip the script like that. Um. So, yeah, this is it's all going to come down to the last day. 
which is awesome, but confusing. Man, uh, Sox have lost 10 of their last 12. Devers hit the tying home run in the last inning, but then Blue Jays answer back. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, um, hey, Blue Jays, I've been calling you out a little bit, and it's go time. And, hey, Vlad showed up. You know, he hit a homer, reached base five times on Saturday, hit a homer in the first game as well. So, like, I like that. I like that, Blue Jays. Show me a little more. Because, um, God, I, I can believe in that team big time. Um, other things of note, uh, you know, Rangers, don't need to dig, dig too much for you. You got swept. Big reason why. Um you didn't hit, you didn't score. Seeger, Simeon, low, five for 31. I mean, that's, they, they didn't score in this series against the guard dogs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the same things that have plagued the Rangers all season long that Rangers fans won't shut up about happen. Uh, you know, the bullpen's been a massive issue for them. Uh, without Scherzer, they... You know, they get beat up. I think it's a Bradford that has to start that game in Scherzer's stead. And and he, you know, three innings pitch, six runs runs. I think he started out okay, but then he gets hit around. Bullpen comes in. Uh, can't do anything there either. So it's – I said they can get away with the bullpen if guys get hot and the offense produces the way the offense can produce. And, you know, it didn't happen this game. They scored six runs total in the three games. And, you know, that's some of it's uh, baseball. Bochi has some quotes about that saying, you know, we as good as we looked in Toronto, as bad as we looked here. And sometimes you got to tip your cap. Like, I just saw Cleveland play against the Twins. They Their pitching is going to be nasty, dude. Yeah. Like, the young guys they have, uh, Gavin Williams is a freaking yeah. problem. And Giolito had one of his best starts of the year. So sometimes you do just get beat like that. Like, I, I think that there's – most teams – you know, this could happen to any team, essentially, when you go up against that starting pitching. But, you know, the bullpen malfunctioning again and the offense not producing, you know, those are those are worrisome signs. You know, you're a Rangers fan. You've gone through so much. You sign Jacob deGrom, he gets hurt. You go out and make uh, a run at the deadline, and Scherzer gets hurt. And your bullpen's been bad. But here you are, still in the hunt. Still holding a wild card spot right now. And let's see what they do. Hold on. Let me get this up, guys. Oh, boy. The Rangers have seven games remaining against the Mariners. But that might decide things. They're five and one already against them. Mm. So that would mean, gosh, I had to do math right now. If they win two of those seven, they have the tiebreaker. Okay. Um, Don't have it against the Astros. Who else do we have to even worry about? Yeah. I mean, they're still in the hunt for the AO West. Right. But the Astros have the tiebreaker for that. If the Texas Rangers or Seattle or one of those three teams is going to skip the wild card round, like Seattle's about Seattle's about to play Oakland. If they sweep them, they could be poised to still win the West. Or any of these teams can miss the playoffs. It's if you like chaos, anarchy, we're there. We're there. Um, It's, It's crazy. It's crazy, man. There's so much going on right now. But not a great time for the Rangers to flounder as the Astros haven't exactly been playing great ball. I believe they're five and five in their last ten. You know, you could make up some you could make up some games there, and then you know, you and the Mariners both get swept. 
Astros just lost series to the Athletics and the Royals. Back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They play Baltimore. Um, and then they have a Mariner series. It's going to be crazy. Trev, uh, no, it's not crazy. Getting some Nutrafol. Oh. Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one uh, dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Yo. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men. Enter promo code TALKBASE. Like that. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Enter promo code TALKBASE. Base, click the link in the description. $10 off your first month and free shipping. Bing. I do enjoy Nutrafol a lot. It's a very good shampoo. I've been using it every day for like a month. Well, did you enjoy the Colorado Rockies taking three out of four from the Giants? Giants! What is you doing, baby? The Rock Pile in Colorado. They've done this a couple series now. They took the first three... The game the Giants salvaged, 11-10 on the final day. Um, Welcome to Coors Field. Hey, Zeke Tovar, finish off a really nice rookie year from a young shortstop. Nolan Jones is always breaking some records. And Chase Anderson had a really nice uh, start for the Rockies. Brandon Crawford, Tyro Estrada, Jock Peterson, everyone had to get involved in that last day for them to win one game. At Coors Field. My goodness. The Chicago Cubs went to the desert and they got the noise. D-backs. 6-4, and 6-2 on Sunday Night Baseball. We play for rings in the desert. How about my guy Gabriel Moreno? 4-4 four for four in the first game. 2-4 for four with a walk-off in the second game. And then on that final day, Cattell Marte with the big home run on Sunday Night Baseball. We went 13 innings in that middle game. Evan Longoria, the slide heard round the world. Longest game of the season. Uh, Cubbies, every team they've been playing has been coming for their throat. They've been fending them off until now. The NL wildcard just get that much more messy because the Marlins swept the Braves. You heard that right. Fish with arms, but it's actually fish with runs. Trev, you're my math guy. Uh, I think they scored 36 runs in three games. I'd have to double check the math on that. But nine. You crushed it, Poppy. 11 5, 16 to 2. Jazz Chisholm. The first ever Marlin with back-to-back Grand Slam. There's a fact for you. Jake, how's your burger? Why don't you eat up and I'll tell you. He continues to mash baseball. Arise had a two-homer day. Hey, Braves kind of don't care. Marlins really do. 
They are back completely in the mix. Matt Olson, 52 homers. My goodness. My goodness. Brewers take two out of three from the Nats, and that's obvious. They win the first two games, and they're making some business decisions. Uh, They just sent down Joey Weimer, one of the lead freshman kind of personalities uh, on that team. They take the first two. uh, Natitude, they win the the final game in extras. A little Corbin, uh, Patrick Corbin uh, versus Brandon Woodruff pitching duel. Uh, Mark Canna. Did you see the video of that homer? That was sick. Reds take two out of three from the Mets. Reds are starting to win a couple series. It felt like they were off the radar. They're back on. Spencer Steer, Jonathan India homering in that first game. Mets, they end up taking uh, the final game to salvage the set. And then the Phillies take two out of three from the Cardinals. And that's obvious. It's kind of that time oh year Castellanos pimped one Ranger Suarez with a nice start your guy Johan Rojas with a good game there Goldschmidt and Arenado in the final game and that's obvious hey that's what happened in the tight NL baby let's go to Trevor Plouffe for the standings with that comes the NL standings. In the NL East, congratulations to the Braves as they clinched last week, which is insane. Uh, 96 and 53 for the best record in all of baseball. Phillies 81 and 68, but they are firmly entrenched in a wild card spot. Miami surging right now, 78 and 72. Uh, the Mets 69 and 80, Washington 66 and 84. Milwaukee running away. With the Central, they will be popping champagne mm. this week, is my prediction. Uh, elimination games, seven. That's the magic number. They are 84 and 65. Behind them is the Cubbies, 78 and 72. Cincinnati, 78 and 73. Mm. Pittsburgh, nice clean, 70 and 80. And St. Louis, 66 and 83. And if you would have told me that was going to be the situation at the beginning of the year, I would have called you a liar. Mm. The Dodgers clinch the West because that is what they do. Beavers, I need the standings. I need I need the Padres record after they put the crying Kershaw meme up. Oh, it's a pivotal point in the season. It was. It was. 91 and 57 for the Dodgers. Arizona behind them at 79 and 72. 76 and 74 for the Giants. Just two games above 500 now. Padres, 72 and 78. Colorado Rockies, 56 and 93. In the wild card, Phillies have a three and a half game advantage. They are in the first wild card. Arizona, a half game up, 79 and 72 against the Cubs and the Marlins, who have identical records at 78 and 72, but the Marlins hold the hold the tiebreaker. So, and then Cincinnati holds a tiebreaker of, uh, with the Cubs, too. They're 78 and 73. So actually, the Cubs aren't in the playoffs, even though they are in the playoffs. And that is that's the NL standings. I'm sorry for my attitude today. I'm just, uh, my brain hurts. Trevor, thank you. And uh, hey, it's a point of frustration for you, and I understand it. Um, because it's it's more chaos than anything we just talked about. Like, I. I think the AL is still lining us up for a dramatic moment. Like, our last team in, the West can still be decided. Um, 
you know, by by a couple wins here or there. The National League is a is a disaster class at the bottom of that wild card. Um, Cubbies L five, um, man, have they put in so much work? And I've given speeches about their run differential and how they're the outlier. And are they gonna are they gonna make one more run at the Brewers? Now they're in the mess. I Trev, I believe if the playoffs happen today, which obviously doesn't make sense, and games are in balance, the Cubs would technically be out. Because I you just said, I just said the the Marlins have that that tiebreaker and the and the Reds and the Reds. So I don't know, man. And it's one of those things. It's it's where does your passion for baseball lie? Like you know, Jimmy's a pretty firm. Like, hey, give me. I want the best of the best. Like the wild card's gone too far. I I want the players being traded to the best teams. Like let's cut out some of the riffraff. You know, we could we could potentially see two teams with negative run differentials in the NL playoffs uh, between my snakes and the fish, or the Reds, or the Giants. Um, that I don't know. I, you can dream on that, and sometimes that's how you get miracle, uh, and and that's how movies get made. Or sometimes that's how you get bad baseball, and and teams can get embarrassed. So. Um, I don't think it's even as much about like bad, bad teams sneaking and like the the teams at the top might not be as hungry to act. You don't have to be as good. Like there's there's several issues that uh, I think Jimmy and I align on. Yeah, I, there's something there. I agree. But um, Padres were 18 and 15 on crying Kershaw day. They are 55 and 63 cents. What's the point? Like, hey, scoreboard crew. How you feeling? Like let's like let's like have this be a lesson to all the scoreboard crews. Like if you're I don't know if the scoreboard crews watch this show, maybe we can send them this clip. Let's just like be positive about our own players. If you want to talk a little bit of smack to the opposing team, I'm for it. But make it like funny. Well, no, you got to do the weird silly stuff. Like the the Brewers silly do that. stuff. The the Brewers put silly fun facts up there. Um Photoshopping Kershaw's face to the cry, like a crying Kershaw, like put some respect on it. And I don't, Padres, by the way, four game win streak. Um, Hot. God, it's all, they're finding different ways to torture their fans. Um, Trev, I mean, honestly, I, I think the only series that deserves a full discussion, it's my snakes and your cubs, baby. Um, Big series down in the desert, and I'll say this. I have a little baseball romantic magic in me. That Evan Longoria slide's going to live forever. He's posting on his Instagram how I loved his Instagram post. It's the reason why you love Evan Longoria so much. Um, I'll dig it up to get some actual verbatim quotes, but okay. I don't know, Trev. We could have something special happening in the desert. I love it. I mean, this is a massive series for the D-backs. Um, as I mentioned, the Cubs hold none of the tiebreakers against any of the teams around them. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting time for them going in, knowing that they have to ba- basically, you know, they got to get ahead. I mean, that sounds so stupid of me to say they got to get ahead in the standings. Mm. But knowing that if you end up tied and you're just out, that's got that just weighs on you mentally. It's got to. 
got to. Maybe it's a little bit of motivation there, but they've lost. Uh, they're two and eight in the last ten, I believe. Like it's 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 been tough for them. But yes, I mean this was a great series for the D-backs. I feel like we should just give them the shine. You know, two three run homers in the first game. Uh, give credit to the Cubs for at the end, you know, hitting some homers in the ninth, getting seawalled in. Like that's a victory in the first game. Right, you're down six nothing, and then you battle back, and you make them bring their closer in, and you still lose, but you're like, all right, guys, good. We got seawalled in. We said, hey, we can do this against your pen. Let's go, you know, let's go take back this series. Well, it didn't happen. Shout out to Ian Happ, Say Suzuki, Chris Morrell. All those homers were nice, um, but not enough. And then, yes, game two was the Evan Longoria. I mean, that was a great, just a great game. 13 innings, longest game of the year so far. Um, Longo is funny because his speed got exposed. <laughs> Uh, Dansby Swanson steals a hit from him. I think that was in the first game. It's a ball in the hole. Dansby's like way in the hole and throws Longo out. And it's like, oh, shoot. Come on, Longo. Get those feet moving, bro. Mm. Up and down, up and down, up and down. And then, I mean, a head first slide into home, just barely beating the throw, gets the legs all up, a joyous moment down there for the snakes. And he's just... They're living their best life. I'm going to talk about the guy, some of the guys. Uh, I think you're talking about one of them. I'm talking about another one. Wow. Later in the show for the stakes. Uh, But they... I I haven't known how to feel about the snakes all season long because I feel like they just have a few things that they do really well. But, you know, they, they have... They're dynamic. Or they can be dynamic. I mean, some of some of the action on going on in this game, like watching those guys run around in the outfield catching balls, whether it be, I mean, Alec Thomas is so smooth out there, it's ridiculous. You know, Corbin Carroll doing his thing, even even um, Lourdes making some catches out there in left field. Like, it's fun to watch this team play ball. So they get the sweep. They're entrenched in the second spot now. And their tiebreaker scenario is, I already forgot it, even though I looked it up already. Well, they've killed the Cubs this year, 6-1 and one against the Cubs. So, they do not have it against the Marlins. They do not have it against the Phillies, which will probably not come into yeah. play. They do have it against the Cubs. They do not have it against the Reds. So, like, like they're... If I was going like, teams that, like, are... Messed up by the tiebreaker is the Cubs number one, and then it's the D backs number two. I think the Reds hold the tiebreaker against most of these teams, so it's just so confusing to me. We're gonna get you there. Um, well, the Marlins are in the best shape in the tiebreaker scenario. That's what I came up with after doing all the research. Couple things of note, um. Evan Longoria, by the way, uh, he posts on his Instagram. This is the reason we play the game. This joy, being in the playoff race in the last two weeks of the season, hugging the brothers who I've spent seven months with, putting in countless hours of unseen work. These guys have taken us to the brink of something special. Arizona has been my off-season home for 14 years, but this year it's work and home. It's been amazing to have my family close to me, sleep in my own bed, and come to work at a place where we're on the edge of doing something we believed, but not many saw coming. I'm excited for the final push. Let's do it together. I mean, come on. When he signed there, I was like, hey, great for you. You get to play at home. And, you know, 
awesome. And he's like, no, dude, they got a good, they got some good young guys come up. And I'm like, dude, everybody says that. Of course, they're going to sell that to you. I was like, you just want to play close to home. I get it, man. You know, you're getting up there in, in age long ago. You want to be able to rip your we'll packs of cards fun. and go to sleep in your own bed at night. Right. But hey, maybe he wasn't lying. Uh, Tommy Pham. This one came across the wire. Uh, we've done this with Freddie Freeman a couple times this year because we do the whole Freddie Freeman and then we go, oh my God, Andy's got this many stolen bases. Tommy Pham, 21 swipes. Athlete. Age 35. Um, Is he 35? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Longo, if our snakes can keep it going... Uh, Longo turns 38 on October 7th. So give me a give me a Longo. Give me a Longo birthday playoff game. It always bugs me that like that's like my mentor, my role model, who right. a guy who I love, and he's like six months older than me. Yeah. He should be way older than me. Dalton, Dalton threw out, because again, Dalton who does our stats, he's a very genuine snakes fan. Mine's a little snake oily. Um Dalton threw out a Jake Taylor comp uh, for oh, Longo. What? Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about potential Hall of Famer Evan Longoria, not Jake Taylor, bro. That's, I think it was specifically of his running. Specifically, it was uh, in, a, in a tweet about that slide. Okay, fine. I, I know what you're saying now. The bunt. Trev. I get it. Trev, if you want to do a two-minute bop, I, I'm kind of good. Like, Giants flunked the dunk a little bit. They're a couple games out now. Um, Miami, vice versa, and we just talked about them. Uh, and they are now fully back in the mix with some tiebreakers. And the Reds casually winning series again. I don't mean to be like a, a downer on the Marlins-Braves series, but talk about catching the Braves at the right time. Trev, you kind of nailed it. They clinched. They got an off day in Miami. Um, they had a great time. A great time. And now, like, none of these games mean anything to them. And they mean everything to the Marlins. Yeah. I'm not saying the Braves didn't show up and play ball because they did. I don't want to take away from the Marlins because they have shut me up. When I say they don't have enough power, Jake Berger, it's like, I am power. Jazz Chisholm, it's like, I got you, bro. Back-to-back -back games with grand slams. I mean... I just said the Marlins have the best tiebreaker scenario in all of this. Like that means to me, like they have the best chance to get in. If they don't screw up, if they don't go on a massive, like just, just crumble here in these last 14 games, like they're going to be in the playoffs. And what have I been, have I been saying about this Marlins team for like two years? Like they're scary because of the starting pitching. Now they got some offensive threats kind of coming around. Like would it shock you if jazz Chisholm had big playoff moments? I mean, it wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Not I. Uh, Jake Berger. Yeah, look at the numbers. 42 games with the White Sox. 306, 362, and 893 OPS. Okay, Kim. Okay, Kim. Um, I'm going to talk about another one of the guys later on the show. I, I want to give it all away, but I just, I just, you can dream upon a Marlins team that has Luis Arias. Ooh, geez, I almost choked on my water. Um, <laughs> Luis Arias in a big situation. You need a knock. Well, mm. I don't know if there's a better guy in the big leagues that you want up there that's going to make contact and give you a knock. Then you got Jazz Chisholm, who has 
uh, flair for the dramatic. You have Jake Berger's having a great year. Josh Bell, you don't think he can hit some homers? Like, they have some guys that can get the job done, man. So, as much as I wanted to cast away the Marlins last week, I, I apologize for that take. I think it was a, a, a wrong take, and now they sit, and I think they're if I had to take a guess at which one of the teams, Arizona, Chicago, Cincinnati, or Miami, like has the best chance to be in the postseason, it's the Marlins right now. I like that. Uh, Trev, how about I rip some IL real quick? Um, well, let me, there's some other things. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want to go quick. Go quick. Because there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff happened, man. A lot of stuff happened. Are you talking about our guy out of the park at all later in the show? Excuse me? Out of the park, Mark, Mark Canna. Mark. Uh, I thought you were talking about out of the park, Mark Adonacio, Brewers owner. Um, oh, and that was a pretty. Uh, it's, if there if there was a segment best videos from this weekend, which we probably should do at John Boy Media. Uh, I like it. Mark Canna's home run into the lights going out. That ain't bad. LED lights have changed everything. Yeah. Our guy, Calvin Savage, that's his real name, by yeah. the way. He's a uh, professional uh, cricket player. Uh, he DM'd me after he saw uh, Johan Duran's entrance, you know, the closer for the right. Twins' entrance. And I'm like, he's like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is amazing. I was like, dude, it's all about the lights, the mm-hmm. LED lights. Being able to turn the lights on and off and create, like, that strobe effect changes the game, dude. Like, when Canna hits the homer and he's like, he, I think he was like thinking about what to do with his bat. He knew he wanted to flip it, but he's like, shoot, I got a lot of time here. Like yeah. I can do anything I want. It's a grand slam. We're playing the Nationals. The Nationals don't really care. Lights going on and off. He flipped it. And let's remember, Mark Cannon was one of the first bat flippers. It's bat flipping season, baby, Mark Cannon. So I wanted to make sure we talked about that. Um, I don't know. Brewers are running away with the division, dude. They are. Awesome. Awesome for them. Six and a half up. It's over. Uh, Brewers are going to win the Central, and they've been one of the better-run organizations in the sport the past few years or so. Um, I know I know. our normal complaint is go nuclear, but they like what they do, and they do it well. I mean, Canna and Santana. Um, Carlos Santana. They've been great. Yeah. Like those are Brewers moves, and these ones worked out. I read somewhere, and I haven't watched all the Brewers games, but they were talking about how Santana's been like incredible at first base this year. Beavers, I don't know if you want to look up defensive metrics for Santana, but I that yeah, that, I saw a tweet saying he's been no the metrics, awesome, which is hilarious. First base metrics get a little messy, just like any defensive set, but he's been killing it all year, and yeah, he um. 70, 72nd percentile, that's above average. Pretty beautiful. Um, I don't, I don't know what else. Reds took care of business. Uh, they're sitting right there, half game out. I mentioned what their scenario is. Uh, Phillies do their damn thing. Uh, they're kind of, they're so poised to go on a great run. I just know it, and you know it too. I'm so excited to see this team in the postseason. I really am. That's what they're built for. They believe in it. That's it for me on the NL, Poppy. Let's do some mile quick. Because the AL West fiasco we've been talking about, part of that was driven by 
the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know them pretty well. Well, they swept the Seattle Mariners. Uh, six runs got it done each time. Mariners went down a run each game. 3-2-1. Uh, that middle game, they lost in 11. Uh, Dodgers got it done. Max Muncy, uh, RBI single. And then Chris Taylor drives up the scoreboard. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, four innings in his return to the mound. That's important. Uh, for October baseball, and like I said, really good picture of him having some suds, enjoying it as the Dodgers clinch. And my God, Seattle! I don't know that whole AL West. You guys have had me on the line all year. You're, it feels like every team's trying to lose me. It's a little dramatic. Um, Ryan Yarborough, friend of the program. Gavin Stone, friend of the program. Fan five and three and a third for his first career save. Uh, how about that? The New York Yankees played the Pittsburgh Pirates. Garrett Cole's homecoming. He doesn't look great. Yankees win. Yankees win game two. Glaber Torres. is Waldo Cabrera with the series. Pirates win on the final game. Miguel Andujar. Redemption series. Clips rode on off the pole. Nobody cares. And your Padres. They sweep the Athletics. Um, <laughs> in dramatic fashion, kind of. Uh, you know, a lot of big runs. Jose Sugar Azokar with his first major league home run. Soto is padding his stats with a two homer day. Uh, and that's what happened in the interleague play. And the interleague play was brought to you by Blue Moon. Make sure you make sure you grab yourself a Blue Moon. It's almost October. Sneaky. I think my favorite season to have a Blue Moon is October. I think there's that, with the slight chill in the air and that Valencia orange peel, mm. that's my five favorite time of year to have some Blue Moon. I'll probably be having some on some of the live streams we got coming up. Um, you yeah. know, a couple late nights. Daddy gets thirsty. Uh, go to get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Get Blue Moon delivered to your door. Yes. How nice yes. is that? Yes. Get anything. Are you a blue moon? Are you a blue moon can or bottle guy? Um, I kind of like the cans. Uh, Me if too. I if I'm not having I it in a glass. Um, and they've actually they got their blue moon lights that are kind of in a skinny can. Sometimes I'll do that if I'm watching my figure. Get slash baseball. Click the link in the description. Get yourself some blue moon. Uh. Trev, any any IL funny business before we get into uh, the second half? No, I mean obviously the Mariners. It's it's tough. Dodgers come into town. They're still handling business. They end up clinching, um, but you got you got to salvage one here. The offense did not show up. You know we were really interested in the Kirby start after you know he mentioned he didn't want to be out there for the seventh inning. I think that got way blown like way yeah. blown out of proportion. Yeah. Not a great. A soundbite from him whatsoever. Totally get it. Um, but he actually ends up going only 81 pitches. I actually texted our group chat, you know, because uh, he started off the game hot. And I said, Kirby is out for blood, man. And then Mickey Rowe happened. Oops. He ends up giving up four runs um, and six innings pitched. So we don't get to see him go out for the seven. So kind of. It's not poetic justice. That's not what I'm talking about. But all eyes were on that. And, uh, you know, didn't exactly have a great line 
ending the game there. Uh, but yeah, the Dodgers are just, they're just good. You're going to hear about one of the Dodgers coming mm. up. Um, we can talk about all these NL teams and, oh, they're, they're, they're looking good. They're so poised for the playoffs and they're doing this. And there's the, just the big bag Dodgers there. And they're going to be that because they've been there and they just, they're relentless. They're relentless. I'm going to tell everyone to either A, start planning naps or be ready to get tired. Seattle's got their get right Oakland series, three games with Oakland, off day, and then Texas and Houston. Like this is, I, I guess for all of the, if you like the wild card, you don't like the wild card, all of that. I mean, that week of baseball in Seattle, the West teams are going to decide their own fate. Like they are. I know we've gotten caught up in the tiebreakers. The NL wild card, I can't promise that. I just have no idea how that's going to sort out. One of these teams is going to rightfully win the West in the next couple weeks, and I do like that. Yeah. I do like, I do like that too. You got a, like an odds on favor? You're just going to easily go Houston here just because? I don't know. No. 84 and 66 are game and a half up on Texas, two and a half games up on the Mariners. <laughs> With the game and a half up, if I was actually putting my own money on it at DraftKings, Houston has to be the favorite. Um, none of these teams have convinced me of anything. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only... Okay, so they... Astros hold the tiebreaker against the Rangers. So that's... Uh, one and a half is technically two and a half. Stay with me here, people. Now, the Mariners, who are two and a half, own, well, yeah, no, they own the tiebreaker against the Astros. Mm. So the one and a half, or two and a half, is actually only one and a half. It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. There's three games remaining, like you mentioned, for the Mariners against the Astros. That's probably gonna decide it. Holy shnikes. Historically, and no, I don't care about the Yankees no. Pittsburgh series. No, no, no. And uh, or it's cold. He's stop gonna win the Cy Young. I think so. All the odds I think, I think are as long as there's no very like, heavily favored. Right as long now. as there's no blowout, like like just tanks to start. And I, should be fine if he stays the course. Three starts left. Have the that. innings, okay. have the ERA, have the strikeouts. Um, um, Padres, I just wanted to mention. Yeah. You know, tough, tough year for you guys. Yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. has answered all the skeptics. He's answered me. I said, I got to see you like return to form, being the guy that you were uh, before the suspension. Some people don't like that because, you know, it's, oh, he did it for tapeworm. Like, okay, whatever. Uh, his numbers on the year, although offensively not necessarily where they were, I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway here. Still has 25 homers, 77 uh, ribbies, 793 OPS, but his defense in the outfield has been incredible. And he's sitting at a 5-6 war season because of it. This guy's value is off the charts. If you have a, a down year offensively like this, because remember he's a 907 career OPS. If you have a down year offensively like this, but you're still putting up five, five six, uh, five point six WAR, like you're just, you're just a, a good ball player. Matt Chapman's kind of in the same situation here, not 
I think Tatis overall is better sure. and has better numbers and all these things. But Matt Chapman's going to get paid, even though he hasn't produced crazy offensively this year after the first month because his defense holds. So he has a really low or a really high floor, if you will. And that's what Tatis has. An insanely high floor and insanely high ceilings. He's like a modern house that gets built. Standout performances. Standout performances. Um, I am going with my guy from the Dodgers. Mm. Um, part-time outfielder for them. Gold Glover. Massive contract signed with these Cubs. Uh, Jason Hayward. Four for five on Saturday, three doubles. This guy has just, I mean, the turnaround has been incredible uh, since he's come over to the Dodgers. Uh, For instance, um, in 2022, he slugged 283 on fastballs. Mm. He comes to the Dodgers, he's slugging 631 on fastballs. Like, that's the kind of turnaround that you need. Uh, 2022 on off-speed pitches, he slugged 286. In 2023, he's slugging 422 on off-speed pitches. So I don't know what's going on, but the Dodgers sure seem to be able to get guys back on track. I know Rob Van Skoyek is in there in the lab creating great game plans, simplifying things for guys. You know I love him. You know I've been through his system. I get it not easy to do some of the things he wants you to do but one thing i will say about the dodgers and an advantage they have over a lot of different teams is that that dude rob van Skoyek, can help you get out of a slump quicker than anybody else in the big leagues because he's got a bunch of tricks mm. and you talk about feels and all this stuff and some of the new age people say that's dumb to work on feels you got to have this right it's like no well sometimes you Sometimes when you go up there and you feel like you've never been in the batter's box in your entire life, you need the feels. And Van Skoyek's got his every trick in the book. So Jason Hayward, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, the turnaround. And I don't think people like are really giving it enough credit. The overall numbers on the year for him, 283, 357, 508 for an 866. Now, I know it's only in 300 at-bats, but, dude, he came in as an extra player, bench player, but I believe he came in on a minor league deal. Makes the team, puts up numbers like this. It's incredible. So, shout-out Jason Hayward. Shout-out Dodgers and their hitting coaches and everybody. They're just on a different level, man. Trev, can I tell you something that will excite you about Jason Hayward? Yeah. He's a free agent. It is a thin pool, especially corner outfielders, especially lefty corner outfielders, especially lefty corner outfielders that can hit and play defense. Jason Hayward, who already has 200 milli in his bank account. Mm, you should have asked me that. I would have loved to have guessed. I knew he'd sign the big deal, but. I mean, I would, don't be surprised if he gets like a one-year 15. 18 exactly what i was thinking like yo it's gonna start it's gonna be it's gonna be how many figures eight figures it's gonna be one year 10 at least and then some sort of option whether it's a player option whether it's a vesting option all these different things he hasn't had an ops in a full season in the eights since 2012 Mm. 
And here he is, 34 years, 33, 34 years old. Just turned 34 doing it. So, Trev, I love it. I love it. He's been a big part of their success this year. I I do think he's got some pretty big platoon splits, but if you're hitting from the left side. Well, on the other one. Ah, it's not. Well, it's a low batting average, but a high OPS, but they don't, they really don't let him see a lot of lefties. Um, 290, 364, 871 versus righties. That's yeah, that'll get you paid. Find a spot in the lineup for that. Jason <laughs> Hayward to the Rays confirms. Mm, don't don't say that kind of stuff. Four hits first lefties this year. Uh, two homers and a double. So, yep. The ones he's faced, they they like the matchup for one reason or another. Shred first up. big league at bat, Jason Hayward. Do you remember? Home run. Off of? No clue. Shit was wild, though. I remember it. Jim Wolf, the umpire. Um, yeah. Trev, I'm keeping it out west. Uh, I'm going, you know, you've always said you like the old, you know, the daddies with the money or you like the young kids on their way to that. Gabriel Moreno, your Diamondbacks catcher. I could tell you about the four for four he had on Friday night. And again, a massive series for both teams. I can tell you about the walk-off hit he had the next day. Trev, he's played in 101 games this year. Uh, 84 starts. 84 starts as a catcher. You want to guess his war? It's high. 4-3. Four, 4 war. 4 war. In a little over half a season of starts. Now, for catchers, they're not going to play 162, so that's a little cookbooks. I mentioned this stat before, and I still don't think we evaluate the catcher position properly. Um, Look around baseball. Pretty much every team that's going dancing has a good catcher. The Snakes really won bad part of their season. Gabriel Moreno is out and hurt. In games he starts, the Arizona Diamondbacks are 52 and 32. I don't know. Is that a is there a little bit of a loophole there? Maybe. Maybe that's just some baseball god stuff. But I know the defensive metrics love him. I know he's a catcher that's got a 106 OPS plus, hitting 288. He mashes lefties. Um, and he's a 23-year-old catcher uh, that they cashed in him and they have him for a bunch of years that they swapped out Varsho for uh, in Toronto. So um, in a massive series, the guy had a massive series. And I don't know, man. It, if you believe the catcher spot is more important than maybe a lot of our current numbers consider them for, which I, I think I do. I think there's a chance that Gabriel Moreno is a sneaky, one of the more valuable players. Like, he could be a big, he could be a massive responsibility for the Arizona Diamondbacks making the playoffs this year. If you remember, Poppy, I gave my award to this guy not too long ago because he's, he's thrown out 53% of potential base dealers. Yep. 53%. That matters. In a in a season where stolen bases are basically handed to these guys on silver platters. I and mean, we're going to have guys, how many guys are going to steal over 40 bags? Like 
Most in a long time. No, if it's a lot. But I don't know if it's a lot, but it, there's a few. Yes. The, the most uh, we've no, gotten in several years. Go ahead, Peter. Yeah, uh, it's it's he's been he's been great for them. He's been great for them. So I, I I love that you gave him the award. I love the snakes going. I love competent catchers, man. It yeah. does mean something. It yes. does mean something. And I actually I actually had that thought this weekend as I watched Teddy play mm. some ball. Uh, so we got a new, new squad. New yeah. Yeah. Uh I'd love to see him behind the plate. See him behind the dish. A little oh. Teddy ball game. Learn the game. Play short now, but you know. I, I love me some catchers. I've always loved catchers, man. Always love the catchers. You want to know why? Because they're grinders and they got to deal yes. with those idiot pitchers all the time. Yep. Yep. Trev, there's a lot. I mean, Giolito, Barrio, some of your favorite guys. Zach Short was on the potential yep. standout performer list. Jazz Chisholm hitting Grand Salamis, but you might see some of these guys on your favorite list. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Dirt nasty. Mm. He's got to live out here in L.A. somewhere. Freaking A, man. Fram oh, wait. I forgot to talk about one thing. Before we get into this, did okay. you see? I just saw Framber's name on here. Did you see the play where Framber threw the ball to Abreu and he threw the glove? Sure did. It? Sure did. It's not blitz ball, bro. Hey. You can't be throwing your glove at the ball. That's And they even the umpires got it wrong, too. Hot, Unbelievable. Hot take. Get rid of that rule. Who cares? No. What do you mean? Do you want to imagine if someone uh, was playing left field, right. sees a ball going into the stands and chucks his glove up? How sick would that be? It wouldn't be sick. It would make me sick. To have the skill to rob a home run by throwing your glove at it? I don't know, man. How do you get that wrong as an umpiring crew, by the way? And then they said, oh, we placed the runners in the wrong position, but it's not reviewable where we placed the runners. Sometimes common sense doesn't win. Oh, boy. Okay, sorry. Dirt nasty and fuego. It's because I'm on fire, baby, like mm. fuego. Is that what he says? Uh, how about Detroit? How about speed of catchers? Yeah. In the series. Mm. Jake Rogers, Jolly Rogers, five for eight. He's in Detroit, 625 average, three bombs. Rogers' next game will be his hundredth of the season. He'll be the first Tigers catcher to play a hundred games since James McCann in wow. two thousand eighteen. About that, nice. Jake Berger talked about you a little bit, big fella. Mm. You big boy. Never seen you two in the same room together. Wow. Seven for fourteen, three doubles, two homers, six ribbies for a one dot seven in the series. Lord Lord Escarrell Jr. Guess what? We are going to be talking about you. But so I'll skip you. Mm. For the week of September 11th through September 17th, Juan Soto, 11 for 24, four homers, 13 runs driven in. Mm. He had his first career grand slam in his 776th game of his career. Has the fifth most multi-homer games before turning 25 years old. He has 16 of them. Luis Arise went 13 for 30 with four homers. Mm. What? I say the Marlins don't have power, and Luis Arias says, I got you. Four homers in the week. Hit his first career multi-homer game, his first career 10-plus homer season. Shut up, Trev. You know nothing. Mm. Brian Reynolds out there in 
Pittsburgh, seven for 22, two homers, seven ribbies, three walks, a stolen base. Not sure why he's on this list, Dolph. I got to be serious. With you. Mm. Love you, Brian. I think. The I don't numbers really know are great. You, but I don't know if you deserve to be on this list. 318? I've average? seen better for a week on this list. Not great. What's that? I've seen better for a week on this list. Thank you. Thank you, Beavers. For the two weeks. And this is the list you want to be on, my people. September 4th through September 17th. How about Brandon Woodruff? He can't get off of this list. Mm. This list is his home. He sleeps here. Three games started, 22 innings pitched, one earned run, 19 Ks. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, sorry. He had a shutout streak snapped at 22 and two-thirds innings. Darn it. You sleep on this list, Woodruff. How about Barrios? I've been trying to tell you guys this guy's been an ace. Yeah. In training. Training wheels off. Three games started, 20 innings pitched, four earned runs, 22 Ks for a 1.8. He beat Boston at home for the first time in seven career opportunities. Don't love that stat either, Dalton. I'm coming at you today. Mm. Gotta be better. Just kidding. You're the best. How about... A relief pitcher. You're talking about the Rays. Oh, the Rays have all these relievers. How about the other team in Florida? How about Miami's relief pitcher, Tanner Scott? Six games. Oh, five saves. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, only one walk with eight Ks. He's thrown a career high in innings pitched this year with 71 and two-thirds. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's why I mess with relievers. Because mm. they get to play almost every game. If you're good, he leads the National League relieving Core with 94 strikeouts on the year. Shout out Tanner Scott. And that, my friends, is who's in Fuego. Trev, incredible delivery as always on Enfuego. Update on Dirt Nasty. Currently resides off the grid in Joshua Tree. Oh my gosh. Just yeah. mushrooms every day. For See you? you there. See you there. Uh, Jason Hayward's homer was off Carlos Zambrano. I watched it. I watched oh, the highlight. 2-0 pitch. There's mm. a tied 3-3 game in the first. Mm. Just a laser. He ran so fast around the bases. That's that's my favorite thing. Watching a guy hit his first homer, he has no idea what to do. Just He's like, flying. Just flying. Can't control it. Uh, I don't know about nowadays. All these young kids think, mm. they think oh, it's dirt boy. on their spikes. Oh, boy. The IL update as we sneak towards the end of the season. Uh this is oh sad. Oh, my gosh. It's all angels. This is sad. Uh, Moniak, Moustakis, and Otani, uh, the two offensive leaders and the emotional leader of that team. Um, Tristan Casas for Boston. Hate that as he was wrapping up an awesome rookie year. Tyler O'Neill feels like he ends up on this list too much. Uh, Michael Fulmer in that Cubs bullpen. We'll see, uh, see if that matters. Returning from the IL, Michael Conforto for San Francisco and Ross Stripling, so they get some reinforcements. Uh, Hank Davis, Henry Davis for Pittsburgh, top prospect. Marcus Stroman for the Chicago Cubs. Hello. CJ Crone back for the Angels, LOL. Uh, and Jorge Soler Power back for the Fish as they hit their way into the NL playoff scene. Let's start the week the right way. Awards! And awards are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you're listening on Monday, a couple NFL games tonight. Um, and by the way, 
playoff baseball is around the corner. Uh, with DraftKings, you won't miss a moment of the action. You can score $200 in bonus bets for betting $5 on baseball. Take a crack at a sweet payday parlay at DraftKings. What are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TALKING. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TALKING. The crown is yours, Trevor Plouffe, and so is the first award. Uh, first off, Kelsey confirmed will be there at the end of the season, yeah. so we're going to get coffee. Yep. Possibly, I hope. Yep. Um, no co-tuck, though. Secondly, mm. I'm going to give my award, then i got to go, because I am hosting baseball today, as Chris right. Rose is calling the Browns game. hey out Chris Rose. That's his lifelong dream, he said. Yeah. And he's fulfilling it, so I'm very happy Pretty for cool. him. And I mean that sincerely. Usually I joke around with Chris Rose, but I'm very happy for him. My award, um, called the Broski Award, mm. and if you know me at all, you know uh, my brother had a very significant impact on my life. I have an older brother. His name is Marshall. We used to call him Lash Ram because that's Marshall backwards or <laughs> CAF HD Web. I cannot get into that. Okay. I think and maybe I have on previous Talking Baseball episodes. HD Web, what that means, I'll tell you off air. Mm. Let's just say my brother's a big. Guy. He's a big guy. Big guy. Big freaking guy. Uh, but, you know, he was always great with me. You know, I'm four years younger than him. So we never we never went to high school together. But he left like a nice little legacy for sure. me to walk in and everyone knew who I was. He always protected me is what I'm trying to say. Uh, let me hang out. Uh, when we were younger, we were in a bike gang, CAF, Castaic Air Force. And we'd go ride freestyle. We'd go to the skate parks. And nobody would mess with me because I got my older bro. Right. And he's a big dude. He was scary. He had a... Um, this thing pierced and his tongue pierced and wow. ears and tattoos. Yeah. Scary dude. Now he's, now he's a, a dad. Mm. Not as cool anymore. Now he's still cool. Um, but there's a lot of things he used to make me do to make me feel, not feel comfortable actually, and to make me feel uncomfortable. And I think that paved the way for me in life. Like for instance, we used to go to the mall and just mess around. Kids go to the mall. Sure. At least they used to. And him and our other buddy named Mark would make me go dance with like, I was like, I don't know, 10, sure. 11, 12. And they'd make me, they'd say, go dance with that lady. I'm like, what? what do you mean go dance with her? She's standing in line waiting to buy a book at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And they said, go dance with her. And so I'd go up and like kind of look at her and be like, and just start dancing. And I was, you know, I didn't want to do it, but I knew like if I wanted to hang out with them, I kind of had to right. do what they wanted me to do. So I would dance and the lady would like chuckle and then like, what are you get like, get away? You know, what is this weird, this weird kid doing? But a lot, like it was a lot of stuff like that. I know that doesn't seem like pleasant, but it made me not like I, I was comfortable in many situations because they, they put me in a lot of embarrassing situations. Sure. Um, so I, I owe him a lot. I feel comfortable in my own skin because of my brother. Uh, one thing that I wish that we would have, been able to do together play more ball together mm. we played wiffle ball growing up i mean every single day it's one of the reasons i got good at baseball because i was always competing with him and he'd always beat me and man i wanted to beat him so bad finally i ended up getting better than him um but i would have loved to like continued our playing careers into the minor leagues 
facing off against each other in the show. I always think that's so amazing when uh, brothers get to face off in the show. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get to have that opportunity. He did pitch some pro ball, though. He pitched some independent ball. Um, never made it to affiliated ball, although he should have. I don't know what happened. So shout out Marsh, man. He's a good dude. Two brothers right now who I'm very envious of are the Guriel brothers. Now, mm. number one, you know I love me some Cubans. Sure. Just a big Cuban fan here. I love everything about Cuba. I want to go to Cuba. I'm in. You can go to Cuba now, right? I'm in, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You would love Cuba. Yeah. I kind of would love Cuba. If you see me on the street like this, in this shirt, I kind of look Cuban. We talked about that. Like your boat got stranded in Cuba. Yeah. When, when did we talk about that? That was not too long ago. Yeah. Anyways, the Guriel bros are doing it. Right now, as we're sitting here, we have... Oh, Lourdes getting traded from the Blue Jays. Now he's on the car, uh, the Diamondbacks, excuse me, sitting in a wild card spot. Then you got old Yuli from the Houston Astros. He's down in Miami. He's sitting in a wild card spot. Now, Yuli has had a tough year this year. It hasn't been great for him, but he had a, a nice game uh, in this series against the Braves, which is very paramount for them to, to get this series. Not only do they get the series, they end up sweeping the whole dang thing. So he's kind of like, hey, man, like if we get something out of Yuli, it's going to be great. Lourdes, on the other hand, my goodness, dude. Yeah. From August 1st on, September, August 1st, 1st through September 17th, 305, 354, 556 for a 910 OPS. So the Guriel bros having the time of their lives, and they faced off against each other before. But seeing them possibly have to play a wild card series, now that's very far-fetched because I believe the Phillies are going to be the number one wild card team and then the they so the other two won't play. Or, or is that Yeah, no, because the They won't they won't they won't match up in the wild card round. But my goodness, I would love to see them match up in the next round. Can you imagine, man? You don't have a brother. No. Playing against your bro in the playoffs, mm. man. Especially when you're like on new teams and it's kind of like, you know, for Yuli, it's he's getting up there. How old is Yuli right now? Yuli's 39. He's 39 years old. So he's getting up there in age. There's not a lot of time left really for Yuli, I'd, I'd imagine. I I would love to see them get to face off each other just because I could imagine me and my bro doing it and how much fun that would be. So they get my broski award. I think it's just so cool to be able to do that. They both have silly hair. It's become a thing. Cuba. Everything just like I started looking like who am I going to give my award to, and all those things came into play. Love my bro, love Cuba, mm. love like the fact that they're both in the wild card race, you know, and like maybe one of them makes it, maybe the other one does it, maybe they both make it, maybe they face each other in the division series. Like it got me fired up, man. So shout out to the Guriel bros, you get the Broski award. I, I I'm rooting for you guys. I love it. I mean. Lourdes has been a presence in the Snakes all year. He kind of limped, I think, in and out of the All-Star break a little bit, but that guy is a threat. Um, and, yeah, hey, Yuli, last 18 plate appearances. He's putting up numbers. I, I trust him in a big spot. Um, and, God, I had such respect, 39 years old, to still be competing. Um, that's sick. Um, happy for you, Trev. Great award. Great award. Uh, good luck. Love you guys. Thank you. Good luck at baseball today. Who's who's hosting with you? Jolly Olive. Okay. Heard of him. Yeah. Heard of him. Good dude. 
Heard I'm excited. I will see everyone Wednesday. Wednesday. See you, Trev. Uh, I'll I'll wrap. I'll be high and tight. Uh, I'm gonna give out the Billy Currington Award. Uh, you may not be familiar with that name. You may be familiar with his song, and I don't. This could be something I've done in the past. Uh, we touched upon it, but it probably deserved a little more. Uh, there's a lot of teams that had highs and lows this weekend. We talked about my snakes a lot. Talked about the AL West and how everyone's kind of fallen. There's another team that had a big win this weekend. Billy Currington's hit song, Pretty Good at Drinking Beer. Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers, man. Uh, Trev, when he hit on Woodruff, I don't know if you saw me do a head turn. The Milwaukee Brewers are going to win the Central. They're going to host three wildcard games against a team that survived. Against a team that very much survived. Milwaukee's going to be able to line up Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. And I, I know I've done this before. They got their guy on the back end, Devin Williams. They also have a bullpen leading up to Devin Williams. Whether it's Piance, Piguero, Abner Uribe throwing 104. Like, the Brewers have their formula. They're going to be set up for the wild card, and if they move on after that right now, they'd move on to face the Dodgers, and could anything happen? I don't know. We've been waiting for that magic Brewers year. Um, they're going to run away with the Central. It's supposed to be them and the Cardinals. That went pretty differently, huh? Uh, there's a couple other things I considered for my award, but they were all kind of in a negative light. I'll save that for another time. Brewers, you're going to run away with the Central. They've got three, and their lineup looks a little better than you think with the Brewers. We talked about that Canna-Santana deal. Uh, Milwaukee, is this the year that, that we can believe a little more? I don't know, but they believe in what they do, and I'm drinking the beers for now. We will see you guys Wednesday. Enjoy your week. God, enjoy some pseudo-playoff baseball around the league. It's getting games real. Games are mattering. It's getting real. Jigsaw. Stink. I stink. Go watch something else the company puts out. Try it. Warehouse. John Boy Jake TV. We're awaken Jake soon. Awaken Jake in a minute. Go read a book. Go read a book. Boring. Boring.